Blog Talk Radio. about that group, you can go to www. 
unspokenmusic.com. That's www.unspokenmusic.com. So today we're talking about a topic that I call principles of health, and we're going to talk about five specific components of health that maybe sometimes we don't really talk about, and I'm going to try to break it down for you today. And one of them is we're going to talk about the first one, psychological health. Number two, we're going to talk about physiological health or what's called physical health. Number three, we're going to talk about social health or relationship health. Number four, we're going to talk about emotional health. How is your emotions and what emotions do you have and what that means to our health? And number five, we're going to be talking about spiritual health. And then later on in the broadcast, I'm going to talk about a sixth component that I didn't talk about yet, and that's going to be uh, talked about in the second half of our show. So right now, let's get to the point of number one. Now, psychological health is extremely important. I'm sure you would, you would take uh, notice, too. Psychological health is important because a lot of times we need to be logical in our decision-making. Uh, we can get interfered with by many different things. So if we have a psychological condition, let's say uh, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, you may, have, you may have other types of issues, maybe personality disorders. Those things can interfere with your ability to make proper decisions. So our psychological health is very important. So if you are suffering from any of the things that I just spoke about and you haven't been checked out or you think you have those problems, it's excellent to get involved in talking to a professional, whether it be psychologist, psychiatrist, social worker, just talking to somebody about those issues so that you can understand what you may be going through because that's going to affect your uh, psychological health. So when we're looking at that, if we're not taking our medications for our psychological conditions on a regular basis and we're not consistent with that, that, of course, is going to impact our ability to function in all the other areas that I'll be talking about today, uh, two through five. So without psychological health, we may not be able to maintain our physical health, possibly, because they may interact with each other and may be impacted by those uh, as well. So the other psychological health that we need to think about is what is our mindset? Sometimes the way we think can be disturbing, or if we're not uh, thinking in the right manner, we're not positive in our thoughts, so our mindset has to be in a positive mindset. And sometimes we're not in a positive mindset. So we have to be able to learn how to take that negative mindset or negativistic attitude and turn it around and flip it so that we can actually do something about it and help us through difficult situations. So if you're not good at crisis-building skills, if something happens and you kind of panic, that's what I'm talking about. That psychological health would be your inability to know how to deal with crises in a systematic way or in a way that is comforting and, and you won't feel uh, unable to do so or inadequate about the process. So the more practice that we have about what uh, parts of us are having difficulty, if we're anxious about a lot of things, we need to tap into that anxiety, see what causes that anxiety, how can I manage that anxiety a little bit better. So when a crisis happens, I'm going to be able to handle it more effectively than I've done in the past. So look at yourself and ask yourself, what are some of the things that I'm not so good at and what can I be working on in the future so that I'm, I'm excellent at dealing with that situation? So, for instance, if you had an incident where you were being evicted from your apartment, you lost your job, you have a death in the family, and your car broke down, understanding what I prioritize in all those four different scenarios is really important. 
Do I deal with my death of a family member first? Do I deal with my breakdown of my car first? Do I deal with my loss of a job first? Do I deal with all that kind of stuff, loss of my uh, home? So you figure about priority would probably be my car is broken down. That's the most immediate. I probably would take care of that. Yes, you have a death in the family. You take care of that as well, but in the way that you take care of it. So right now you need to take care of your car. It's broken down. What do you have to do? Get it towed, get it moved, whatever you have to do. You want to do that first. The second thing is you're going to tackle with some of your emotions if you have a death in the family. So those are things you have to deal with. Now, the job and the issue of home. You have 30 days usually when you're evicted from a home. So you have to ask yourself, how many days do I have left based on the eviction notice that I might have gotten? So you want to put that in perspective. So basically organizing your thoughts is actually going to help you along the way. So it's really important that we do that. Now, let's talk about number two. Number two is physiological health. Now, sometimes we uh, fail to do this part of our health routine, and that's because sometimes, you know, finances for uh, doctor appointments, sometimes doctor appointments can be expensive, even on co-pays. You may be paying 50 or $100 every visit. So these are things that can impact your ability to go to the doctor on a more regular basis. So our finances, but also feeling that it's important to go to the doctor and get checked out on an annual basis or even on a routine basis. So if you have more physical health problems than the other guy and you have a little bit more specialized issues, maybe you have asthma or you have diabetes, of course you're going to have to have more follow-up and you're going to make, you have to make sure that you have enough medication. You have to understand when your medication is going to be running out. So these are all components of health that you have to keep in mind. So being able to uh, identify physical health ailments that could be affecting you in your mood. So if you have back pain, that's going to help. That's going to impact you psychologically, which also impacts people's ability to function, and they may go into uh, drug addiction where the drugs will help, they feel will help them reduce the uh, pain and all that. So, you know, people that have addictions are also in that situation where they have to keep in mind their physical health concerns and how that impacts their ability to want to use or not use drugs or alcohol. So there's a lot of things that we have to keep in mind. So if you have any of these issues, if you have a, a drug addiction, uh, anything like that, that's something you want to keep in mind when, when you're looking at your health. So we need to make sure that we go on a routine health visits. We need to see the doctor more often. We need to know what exactly you need to do as far as maintaining the health that you're trying to do and based on your conditions that you may have. So if it's diabetes, asthma, or permanent, all the pulmonary diseases of any, any sort, you want to look into that and see what are the needs that I have to meet on a regular basis, on a daily basis, or even a weekly basis. Now, number three is the one that I call social health. Now, social health has a lot to do with what I'm talking about here is relationships. So if you look at yourself, what in your life may be not going so well? What part of your relationship may not be going so well? A lot of times people have a difficult time making great relationships with people because, one, they may not be as honest as they should be in the relationship. They also have problems with trust. And thirdly, they have inadequate communication skills. They're not able to express their feelings adequate enough so that the other person understands where they're coming from. So if you're not comfortable in expressing your emotions, if you're angry with somebody and you can't definitively tell them why you're angry or you feel uh, afraid to do so, you're apprehensive because you worry about confrontation, 
you don't want to confront the other person or you don't want that person to confront you and you worry about the outcome. And this is what I'm talking about, social health. So we need to be able to be comfortable in our ability to express ourselves. So if we're angry, you shouldn't feel fearful of telling somebody you're upset with what they've done. So if somebody has wronged you, you want to be able to talk to them in a way that allows them to see your point. And you don't have to scream, yell, or use profanity. What you have to do is be precise in what it is that they did. So, for instance, if someone in your family stole money from you, you have to confront them. Why did you steal my money? Or you stole my money. I'm not, I'm not really happy about that. You basically tell them exactly what you're upset with and that that is affecting your ability to trust them in the future. And you need to put it out there that what they did was not cool and it's not something that you like in the future to happen. So you have to show the ability to have a, a clear and straight interpersonal boundary. Without boundaries, folks, we need to do this. We need to put boundaries on people because people will use this as a doormat. So if you're asking yourself, why is this person taking advantage of me? Why are they taking me into a, a place where uh, I'm being taken advantage of? It's probably because you never were clear in your boundaries in the beginning and you let them go because you were too passive in your approach to them. When you don't say nothing, people think it's okay. So just remember that. That's the key word today. If, no, if you say nothing to someone, other people say to themselves, oh, it doesn't bother that person, so I can keep doing this. So if it, if it bothers you, you have to say something about it. Okay, we're going to take a small break right here. But when we come back, we're going to talk uh, more about this, but also we're going to go into uh, the fourth and fifth principle that we talked about as well as the next principle. As you all know, I've been a huge AdvoCare supporter for a long time. I've used AdvoCare products since 2002, my second year in the NFL. How time has flown by. Certainly, I can attribute a lot of my success around the AdvoCare products and around being part of Team AdvoCare. The motto at AdvoCare is we build champions. And certainly, I'm one of those individuals who's very self-motivated. And when it's all said and done, I want to be a part of a team that's a championship team. And I know I have that with the New Orleans Saints. And I certainly know I have that with the AdvoCare family as well. It's a great feeling and certainly a great opportunity to be the national spokesperson for AdvoCare. I take it as a great responsibility and certainly a great amount of pride, not only in representing the product and the AdvoCare name, but also the thousands of distributors who are working tirelessly every day to show the world what a great company AdvoCare is, what a great family it is, and obviously what a great product they provide. All right, we're back. You're listening to Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives, Black Talk Radio Program. And today, we're talking live, so if you want to call in the show, it's 516-418-5979. And we're talking today about principles of health. And I've talked about the three principles of health out of five that we're talking about today. And the first one was psychological health. The second one that we talked about was physiological or physical health. And the third one that we just spoke about before the break, we talked about social health, how relationships can be enhanced with great communication skills, being able to set clear interpersonal boundaries with others, and being able to express your emotions clearly with others and not feeling fear of what the outcome will be from that experience. So right now, I want to talk to you about the fourth and the fifth principle of health today that we're going to be speaking about. And the fourth one is emotional health. So emotional health, 
has to do with being unable to express your emotion clearly or comfortably. Now, there's a lot of people out there that are unable to express maybe their affection for somebody. Some people may have a hard time to express how much they love somebody, especially men. We don't feel comfortable in that because of how society may place those ideas in our head that that's not something that we do, and that's usually what women do. So it's very important that we uh, look at that as an important situation, that the emotional health has to be looked at on a regular basis. So when you're able to express your sadness, your anger, your happiness, your joy, no matter what emotion you are thinking about, that you're comfortable in expressing that. You should never feel, like I said earlier, you should never feel fearful, like, oh, my God, I, I don't want to do this. Or You should be able to feel open about expressing all those emotions. Because if we don't express certain emotions to people, how are they going to know how we feel? So that goes back to also being able to communicate. So we look at the person. There's a lot of times that people have certain body language. So one thing I would definitely say to people is you need to study people's body language as well as, you know, being able to speak with them clearly. So understanding people's body language, how they relate to you, there are, there's a great uh, website. It's called lyontamer.com, L-Y-I-N-T-A-M-E-R.com. And she's a – basically she uh, works for the government, and uh, she's been an expert in helping people with profiling and stuff like that, people telling lies and things. But this woman is great. She um, – I can't remember her name, unfortunately. I'm sorry, but – but they is called LineTamer.com, and she has a complete website about different things related to body language. So she's a body language expert, and that's really important to understand body language when it comes to interacting with people, especially if you're in the uh, business or medical field. There's been a lot of times where I've been able to feel the energy of the person by looking at how they're responding non-verbally. So we need to learn to be effective not only in our verbal ability to communicate with people, but also are nonverbal. So if you cross your hands and fold your hands, that kind of sometimes gives the person the impression in a meeting that you really don't care to hear what they have to say. So if you stand sideways when you're looking at somebody, that doesn't show openness. But if you show your open chest in front of someone, that's showing openness of communication. So how we position our body has a lot to do with how we're being viewed by the other person. And in some cases, you need to know cultural aspects of communication. For instance, in some cultures, I believe it's Chinese, if you look at the person in the eyes, they look down. They're not trying to be disrespectful to you, but in their culture, they're not able to look a person in the face because, in the eyes because that is a disrespect. So knowing different cultures and how they are viewed. So that's important to know for communication process. The other aspect of emotional health is you don't know how to express it. So you might need to know what it is that you're feeling and then figure out what you're comfortable in addressing that particular emotion. So now the fifth principle of health is spirituality. So here we look at a person's ability to be in connection with God or the earth or something different than materialistic things. So when we become more spiritual in our life, we become less materialistic and more wholesome is what people usually say. So you want to be one with the earth and one being able to uh, expand 
your awareness other than your materialistic goods that you might be around. So you try to look for a deeper meaning of life through that spiritual health. So there are some people that may not have religious preference. They may be atheists, but they still can be spiritual in a sense that they can be connected with other things that are not of materialistic concerns. So that's another Spirituality is very important in enhancing our richness or holistic view of life. So that helps us to look at other people in a different way. So those are the five principles of health. Number one was psychological. Number two was physiological or physical health. Number three was social health related to relationships. Number four was emotional health. And number five was spirituality. Now the last one that I want to talk to you about is environmental, but it's not related to health. It's environmental. Now, environmental has a lot to do with how a person is able to coexist in a certain environment. So we may go to different environments, and that also impacts our health. So that's the, that's the bonus today, that every environment that we go into, we have to adapt to that environment. For instance, if you were incarcerated, your health is going to be slightly different than it is when you're not incarcerated. If you are in, in a city, and you're from a rural town, you're going to act differently in that city atmosphere. If you're from the city and going into a rural atmosphere, let's say you go from New York City to Iowa, you are going to have to adjust and you're going to have a different outlook in that environment. So the environment that we become involved in, whether we live there or not, if we're just visiting, it can affect or impact our behavior. So don't ever take that for granted. Everywhere that you go, that can shape and mold your behavior. And sometimes your mood changes as a result. Some people feel more tense and uptight when they go to New York City because they fear something may happen. Or somebody may feel more relaxed if they go to the beach, let's say, as an environment, because the waves crashing kind of soothes their soul a little bit, things of that nature. Or if they go to an amusement park, they may be excited and happy because of the rides create a certain mood in them. So these are all places that we go that impact our health and our reaction to everyday life activities. So it's, in, it's valuable to know that these are all components that I've talked about of health that maybe we don't actually look at on a daily basis, but hopefully it's inspired you to look at your health from a different perspective, not just the physical aspects of your health, but there are other components. And basically what I've told you today is more of a holistic everyday life experience. So in order to impact people's lives, we need to know all these aspects uh, in its entirety so that we can be impact their lives and impact your own. So knowing your physiological strengths and weaknesses, your physical problems that you may have, knowing what you need to do to help yourself to be more healthy every day in a physical way, having knowledge of what social issues you may have that affect your ability to communicate with others more effectively on a daily basis. That's important. Number four, emotionally. What emotions are hard for you to express and have difficulty doing? Some people have a hard time becoming angry. Some people have a difficult time dealing with sorrow or grief. Those are things that we may need to work on on a regular basis. There's always room for improvement and room for growth. So in this experience today, I hope you've seen those five components and then also the last one environmental settings of where you are has a lot to do with our reactions. So our responses to all these things changes over time. And the more information we gather and the better we become in our skills, 
we're going to have a more enriched life. So I hope today you've enjoyed this episode. It was episode 31. Again, I want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there that may be listening live or on the replay broadcast. I hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow on Father's Day. Um, again, this was dedicated to my father, Victor. Uh, he's been uh, a great father to me and has always helped me and guided me through a lot of issues that I might have had in my life. So I, I appreciate him as a father. So I just want to let you know that this show helps listeners like you become informed about and educated about the various health issues that may plague you and every day. So I hope you enjoyed it. And again, my goal is to educate, motivate, and inspire all of you to become champions of health with success and good health. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm also uh, at Getting Healthy Today on Facebook. You can reach out to me. If you want more information about the products I uh, offer, feel free to get in touch with me. I am also can be found at bruiz at comcast.net, and that's B-R-U-I-Z at comcast.net. All right, folks, have a nice evening. I'll see you next week at 1130 to 12 on Saturday. Take care, everybody. Enjoy. Thank you.